Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for mo- the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at even a bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash Whenever you want, it call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 211 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another wild Wednesday. Hump Day Wednesday. Hope everybody's doing well. We had week. You're almost there, folks. Almost there, gang. Although I know we had the long weekend and stuff, so, you know, it's a little bit of a short work week. But uh, we still still got to go for four days, right? Um, yeah, how's everybody doing? Uh, well, folks, wacky adventure this past weekend for me. Fourth line voice was, uh, was on the road. Darren was, uh, was, uh, Griswolding it out there with vacation, Edmonton vacation. Of course, I went down to Edmonton to see the, and I attended the ice wars battle of the enforcers in, uh, Edmonton, Alberta live on fight TV pay-per-view. I was there in person. I was there with the people. And I'm going to give you an account of that trip. And, uh, but before we get into all that and some playoff observations and some general whatnot. And, uh, apparently, I don't know. I got, I got a bunch of people talking about me. Don't know who these people are, but they, 
but they apparently have a lot to say about me. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Is it the heat, folks? What's what's happening? What's happening in podcast land? I was saying to Alec, I said, every, you know, crazy from the heat or what? Well, I'll talk about all that in a bit here. But, uh, you know, first, you know, we got to, eh, I got to talk about the guys who paid for the gas, you know, the sponsors. Well, they haven't paid for the gas yet. I, I, so I got to submit my receipts, maybe. You know, hopefully my, they cover my trans. We'll see. <laughs> but, um, as I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there is a show for you. Um, yeah, of course, there. you know, with the playoffs and everything happening, I mean, well, a bunch of those shows are really rolling. Uh, there might be some that are on the already on the golf course, but... Uh, as I said, whatever whatever team you're a fan of, check check their shows out. And of course, for my off network friends, we got uh, Mud Show down there in North Carolina. Old Alec at the Five for Fighting podcast. Of course, he's a member of the Sick Pack Coverage Network, and uh, you know he's busy dude working, training that new dog Gates of his. Um, you know, got the got the new hunting dog, so that's that's taking up a lot of time, but. Uh, Yes, definitely check out uh, the Five for Fighting podcast as well as the Five for Fighting YouTube channel where he has, uh, <laughs> there's no nudity in any of those videos. You know, I'm glad YouTube rescinded that strike. Oh, YouTube. I don't know. It's that auto, the automated YouTube guideline thing is, oh, it, you pull your hair out, believe me, when you have an account. Um <laughs> But uh, Alec has been uh, uploading the East Coast Hockey League fights from this year. So, uh, yeah, definitely give his channel a look. Um, hit the subscribe up in the top right there. Hit the subscribe button. It would help him out. And uh, as I said, it, it's the little things uh, from you guys that, that help us out in the long run. Um, you know, it's not a big, you know, and like I always say on these platforms, whatever platform you're listening to these shows on, um, whether it be iTunes, Spotify, what have you, um, if you could rate and review not only my show, but Alex's show, um, it, it helps us out in terms of searches and the analytics. And like I said, it's a, it's a little thing from you guys, but it goes a long way for us. So if you could do that, I would greatly appreciate it. And I know Alec would as well. Um, but yeah, uh, check out the check out his back catalog. Yablonski, Rob Ray, uh, Bialois, Bio um, on and on. He has a tremendous back catalog, does a great job. Five for Fighting Podcast. Check it out. And of course, we got Broadway Joe Lazito. Get rid of Lazito. Out of Carnegie Hall. The big man. He's moving up in the world. He's a big deal. You know, he, he's not just, he's not hanging out with those people down at MSG anymore. Not you people. He's moved up in the world. He's hanging out with a better class of losers now. Yes. But he has a New York Islander Enforcer Podcast. Coliseum Chronicles. Again, tremendous back catalog. Fakoda. Trevor Gillies, Matt Karkner, Asham, Bolton, on and on. Joe does a tremendous job. Um, I'm not sure what's happening with Joe's show. Um, I know he's kind of having a tough time right now, not just balancing work time, research time, interview time, trying to track down guests, on and on. Um, it, it's a tough grind, and I and I know he's it's 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 kind of catching. Not sure what what he's about to do or what what's going to happen, so I'm not going to speculate here. But I'll let uh, Joe talk about that. But in the meantime, uh, like I said, tremendous back catalog. Definitely check it out. Joe's a good dude. Um, yeah, 
And, uh, and regardless of, uh, what he decides to do, if this is it, or if he's going to continue or what have you, um, as I told him and I, you know, and I wasn't blowing smoke, it was true. Um, he has left, uh, a history of a legacy of interviews. They're out there and they're on the internet and they're, they're forever. And they were great and he's done a great job and he should be very proud of the work that he's put in. And, um, yeah, his guest stories are out there forever. For people to listen to. So that's something. And uh, definitely should be proud of his work. And uh, he does a great job. And he's a good dude. Joe Lozito. Give it a Lozito. Alright boys and girls. Let's let's uh, what, let's talk here. <clears throat> Gather around folks. What are, what are we going to talk about today? Well. Before I get into my trip. And uh, the ice wars. And all that uh, craziness. Um, how about the playoffs? I mean, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not really watching, um, so I, I honestly don't really care all that much. Um, a few incidents, of course, happened, um, as they always do. And, of course, uh, you know, of course, social media is in an uproar daily, <laughs> depending on who you're cheering for. Um, I, I, I'm amazed at like with sports fans, like just the tribalism that goes into it. And just like when I laugh, when other people come, like when other people comment, I'm not even a fan of Edmonton or Calgary. I'm a, you know, I'm a Ranger guy, but even I know it's like, they have to like, I, I have to clarify. I'm a fan of this team before I say anything though. So it's like, I have common sense when I'm discussing other teams, but I have no common sense when I'm discussing the team I'm a fan of. Is that what you're saying? I'm not, I'm not quite sure what the, the point of, cl- of making sure everyone knows who you're a fan of first. Like, okay, like no one cares. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's just this weird subculture. I don't, uh, like even walking around Edmonton this past weekend, I mean, you know, everyone and their dog was wearing oiler gear and it's like, you know, like I swear, some of the jerseys you can still see the price tags hanging on them. You know, like, oh yeah, you've been a you've been a big fan for uh, you know eleven days now. Um, you know, I I don't know, I don't uh, I don't get it, but you know, whatever. It's just okay. But uh, you know, some of the incidents. I mean, again, I guess it's the spotlight of the playoffs, and I mean they get some of this shit gets so overblown at the best of times, but let alone the playoffs, but like Lucic hitting Mike Smith and everyone's up in an uproar about it. And it's like, do you really think that was on purpose? Like if, if believe me, if Milan Lucic wanted to hit Mike Smith, you'd know he hit Mike Smith. Mike Smith wouldn't have been coming back in that game. If Lucic really meant to do it. Do you anybody remember Ryan Miller? Do you remember what Lucic did to Ryan Miller when he meant to do it? Yeah, he didn't mean to hit Mike. First of all, Mike Smith went one way, and then right away, turn. it's like when all these guys turn into the boards at the last second, and then everybody yells and screams about boarding. Well, you put yourself in that position. Mike Smith put himself in that position. You could tell, you could see Lucic trying to hold up and grab him. You know, like even Lucic said, if I wanted to, if I wanted to board Mike Smith, both of us wouldn't be playing tomorrow. You know? But of course, oh, right away, up in arms, and oh, Lucic is such a goon, and oh, he's so mean, and oh, God, on and on. And it's like, these are adults talking like this. Like, you're, 
like I said, it's grown adults literally stomping their feet and pointing their finger like an eight-year-old on the playground yelling at the teacher. Telling. That's what, these are like adults on social media. It's like, aren't you embarrassed? Seriously. I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. It's just, it's, it's mind-blowing to me. But here we are, right? I mean, it's just, I mean, I don't know, whatever. It's just, well, I'm, I'm adjusting my volume here, folks. Am I getting louder? I hope, you know, it seemed like I was pretty quiet, but, um, but no, do I, I don't, I don't think Lucic, uh, purposely boarded Mike Smith. But I will say one thing about Lu, <laughs> about Lucic, and I've always said this about Lucic, um, I mean, really, I mean, in the last little while, has there been, like, I mean, you don't have to like him or whatever. I mean, I get it. I, regardless, I think he's the one guy that, um, again, I, I'm not that I'm watching every game. I don't watch whatever, but just from the little bits I've seen and stuff, he seems to be the one guy that always seems to know his role. And he's not deviating from it. Like, if something's going on, I mean, he he's going to, you know, do something about it. I, I mean, I don't think there's any, there's no question about what he's going to do, um, you know, at any time. And it's just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, he always just seems like he's, it's just, it just got like kind of an old school approach to things. And I mean, for the new age fan, that probably, look, well, that looks completely out of place. And he does look like sometimes when he's doing shit, he, it does look completely out of place in today's game. I mean, that's the thing. Being an old fart, whatever, watching 80s, 90s, it looks, that looks like hockey to me. Like, that's normal to me. But to a new age fan, I guess that seems like it's just completely out of whack and out of left field and mean, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I Like I said, I can't. I'm, I'm on a completely different wavelength than today's fans. So, um, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, so that... Uh, you know, of course, being in Edmonton when all that shit went down, that, that caused quite the stir. And, uh, yeah, I heard all about Lucic at the bar. But, uh, yeah, anyway. And then, of course, um, well, Kadri's hit on, on Bennington there. And, um, you know, I know Kadri's got a history of, like, playoff suspensions and dirty play and stuff. Um, again, do I think that was intentional? Uh, no, not at the speed of the game and everything else. At the same time, I'm sure as his momentum was going in there, um, you know, he wasn't going to do anything to slow himself down. I mean, whatever. Um, but, you know, what did I think? Did he go out with the intention of injuring the St. Louis Blues goalie? No, I don't think so. Um, so, no, and unfortunately, the answer, but again, I mean, you know, and I mean, I see everybody's, oh, they're all up mad, you know, up on arms about Baruby and all this, saying shit about him. And it's like, well, I, I, he's the coach of the opposing team. I mean, I don't know, was anybody yelling about Gerard Gallant talking about, like, Domi and them? Like, I don't know. So, I mean, it, it's a coach talking about his team in the playoffs and talking about the opposition. I mean, they're not going to say anything favorable about him, um, you know. Now, as far as the other cadre shit goes with the with the racism and all that stuff and the the th- death threats that he's getting, that's I mean that's pathetic, and it's just another. There you go. As I talked about at the top of the show, um, the world's full of stupid people, unfortunately, and uh, 
just ignorant shit that's not that's not called for. And like I said, everyone's you get a bunch of these brave heroes on the internet, and I mean, you know, they're just they're they're doing this posing thing like they're just doing it because they're big blues fans or something. No, you're just you're pieces of garbage. This has nothing, this has nothing to do with the St. Louis Blues. It has nothing to do with hockey. No, you're just a racist piece of garbage, and you know you're sending death threats to a guy's family. And what what do you what what is this? Like it's just so pathetic. And and you know, um, yeah, no, I mean. Uh, it's just sad that that's that's this is the world that we live in now, and uh, and social media has given these buffoons a platform. I mean, I know obviously it's off of social media as well. It's in the world. It's been in the world forever, and probably and unfortunately will probably be around forever. There's always going to be pieces of garbage, unfortunately, and um, you know, I think uh, hopefully. Uh, they are tracked down and, and talked to and dealt with. And, uh, you know, but I, I think uh, giving these bozos any more credence or, uh, or publicity is, is pointless. And, uh, you know, but to tie, somehow tie the St. Louis Blues into this or hockey into this, this, this isn't a hockey thing or, a, you know, it's a world thing, you know, and, uh, no, it's just sad and, uh, yeah, brutal. And I hope the people that are, that are talking that, uh, shit, uh, get dealt with. But, uh, yeah, anyway, let's, uh, we'll move on with things. Um, oh, the one thing I forgot to bring up about the Lucic thing was, of course, all oh, George LaRock's got to get into it. And, uh, oh, he's got to go on and on. Oh, the Ed, he's tweeting at the Oilers, sign me up, I'll take care of Lucic. George, you didn't take care of Lucic, what, 10 years ago when you had the opportunity to? You know, and I I mean, I like George. Whatever, I've, I've always, hey, I'm a fan of George, I always have been. Um, a couple times I had to dealt, he was very nice with me when I had to deal with him. Uh, we helped each other out uh, way back when. Um, but... In retirement, I don't know what it is. Is it this... I don't know if it's this need for... Uh, like, it's almost like this narcissistic... Like, just, like, are you just trying... Are you so desperate to stay relevant? Like, why? Like, what? Can't you just tweet about the games or talk about the games? Why do you have to inject yourself into everything? Like... Everyone, you're not coming out of retirement. You're not going to fight. You know, like everyone, what are you, you're just grandstanding. George, just stop. You look silly, man. Just don't. And you know damn well Lucci shouldn't do it on purpose. You know that. Come on. Give it a rest. Like, just stop with the grandstanding shit. Like, I don't know. To me, it just, just reeks of desperation. And that's the thing, man. You had a great career. You don't need to do this shit. Like, just just be on social media and talk about the games or whatever. Like, just like everyone else. Stop trying to inject yourself into it. I don't know. Just To me, it just looks kind of sad. Like, like, he did the thing. He did that with Avery. He did this now. He's done this a couple times. And it's just like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. At least I like George. So I don't, I don't get, I don't know. Oh, and I, the one thing I will laugh about, 
Oh, Bissonette's got all these people fired up on Twitter. I love it. It's tremendous. Oh, and I'm, I'm like, I just laugh. And some of you get so worked up about it. Like, you're so mad at him, and you're just talking shit about him. And and I always, like, all you got all these gym class heroes calling him, like, the level, the lack of self-awareness on social media. I've, all, I've talked about, I know I've talked about this a thousand times on here. But it's just baffling to me. Like you have guys tweeting Bissonette like his fight clip with Reeves and and all this shit. And oh, you're a plug and you're a loser and you all you never you you sucked during your NHL career. You know. Meanwhile, the guy saying it like never made it above Pee Wee. Like. It, believe me, that's not the sick chirp that you think it is, bro. As you like to say. Like, no, it's not. It's embarrassing. You're embarrassing yourself. And I'm just, like, again, do you guys not realize Bissonette's playing a character? You buffoons. Like, oh, he's just playing you, like, all, like, little fiddles. You know, he's just sitting there laughing at you. I just laugh, though. You just tweet at him with so much venom. It's embarrassing. Like, oh, my God. But it's just funny watching him play with you guys. It's just like, oh, my God. But he's, he's you know, you can say whatever you want about him. Dude knows how to market. He's a smart guy. Knows how to market himself. He's got He's got you, Rubes, all worked up. I can tell you that. No, it's pretty funny. But anyway, old biz. But let's get into the, the 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 main topic here, the Edmonton Adventure. Oh, what what a weekend! Um, you know what? I honestly got to say, it it was a lot of fun, and um, you know, um, yeah. Off the top, um, well, I'll get into thank you here. I'll I'll, I'll timeline it here, um, and I'll I'll thank the people as they come up, but. Um, it, well, I mean, obviously I've known about this event for a while and, um, you know, talked to a few people, went back and forth about going to it. It was never that I didn't want to go to it. Um, out for the, well, first of all, for those listening, I'm in Saskatoon, so it's five and a half hours away from Edmonton. Um, but, um, so it's not end of the earth drive, but again, you got to put in a little gas, but, uh, you know, but, uh. No, it's just right now work is really starting to pick up and it's a long weekend and it's starting to get really busy. Um, so I basically, like I had a bunch of people, are you coming, are you coming? And I'm like, well, I just got to check with work and stuff and see who could fill in for me. And like we're short staffed and everything else. Um, so that took a little while to straighten all out, but obviously it we worked it out where someone could fill in. They filled in the Sunday and Monday for me. Um, but, uh, of course the event was Saturday, Saturday night. Um, it would have been really nice to go up on Friday. Um, but of course my wife obviously had to teach and everything. And, uh, and it's sort of kind of towards getting towards obviously the end of the school year and a bunch of shit's got to happen. So you really don't want to be missing a lot as a teacher. You don't want to be listening, <clears throat> missing a lot of, well, I'm sure the, the teachers wouldn't mind missing the track and field day and, and that kind of goofy shit, but no, in terms of like just wrapping units up and everything else, it's kind of an important time. So, 
you know, um, my wife didn't really want to obviously like miss days and stuff to go to Edmonton for whatever. So, um, uh, and like I said, I'm busy as well. So we decided to head up, uh, Saturday morning. Um, and I actually went in Saturday morning at 5 a.m. to work, um, cleaned up some loose ends there. I was there for about four hours. Um, no. So how did I get home at 8.30? No, I guess it was 4.30 I went in. Yeah, because I'm thinking I got home at 8.30, but I know it was four hours. Yeah, so it was about 4.30, 5 o'clock I was in. I got home at about 8.30, quarter to 9. Um, got my shit done, but it was an early morning, I can tell you. And um, But packed up and, uh, you know, I, 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 told, I told the wife, okay, we've got to get out of town by 9 o'clock. I really want to get out by 9 because um, I want to stop in Lloydminster on the way. Taught to stop at Kent's Fountain Tire, Kent Stanaforth. I had some stuff I wanted to drop off for Kent. Um, so I wanted to have a little time for that and uh, what have you. And every time we're going on a trip, I'll tell you this, guys, now. Every time we're going on a trip, it's always the game plan. Oh, we're going to get out the door super early. Oh, yeah, here we go, right? And, you know, wife snoring till like 10, 30, 11. We don't leave town until noon and shit, right? And it's like, ugh. Every time. So I was totally expecting that. Well, I'm like, we can't leave at noon this time. Like, I, I have to get there. You know, I want to get there at like, you know, 2 o'clock, 2.30. You know, around 3 o'clock check in. But I want to, you know, have time before the event starts at 7. But I want to have time. Blah, blah, blah. And sure enough, we got away early. Drive went really well. Weather was good. Get to Lloydminster. Uh, Fountain Tire. Uh, for all your tire needs, if you're in Lloydminster... Go to Fountain Tire. Can't stand up for it. Of course, friend of the show. Um, Kent's a great guy. He's been on my show. If anybody's wondering, Kent Staniforth. Back early 90s, with Moose Jaw Warriors. Two years. Big, tough heavyweight for the Moose Jaw Warriors. Uh, Kent was a tough dude back in the day. Uh, way back when, he was one of my very first guests. Uh, or a very early guest on my show. A couple of years back. And he did a great interview. So definitely go back and check out that interview. He told some great old Western Hockey League stories. Toporowski, Rhett Tremblay, Mark Rader. Playing for Mike Babcock. Actually, Mike Babcock, that was his first year coaching, was with Moose Jaw and Kent. That's an interesting story. You should definitely listen to that. Kent Staniforth, but a great dude. Um, I, I always say I love Kent's office when you go in. He's got the jerseys. It's like autographed, like McSorley, Semenko, Dennis Bonvi. Up on the wall. Over in the corner, he's got the Adirondack chair of the Spit and Chiglets. No big deal. Chair in his office. It's pretty sweet. Uh, and uh, like I said, and Kent has been unbelievable to me. Uh, you know, and he has autographed Bond V jerseys. And uh, I mean, he's above and beyond how nice the dude is. And uh, he's been, like I said, he's been great to me. And, um, I just had a couple little small tokens of thing of appreciation that I wanted to give him, and um, I dropped him off. We had a we had a little chat there. I got to meet his wife. That was very nice to uh, to meet her, uh, Lori. It was very nice. Um, she she happened to be at Fountain Tire. Just kind of she was like kind of leaving, and I was showing up. So talked to her briefly about their. We we had the we shared the Las Vegas trip in common. So we we kind of. Uh, we had a mutual bitch session about losing money in Las Vegas this year. Um, but very nice. And uh, once again, it was great to see Kent. And then as I'm leaving, guess what he hands me? Oh, he during, uh, you know, he had, he had some time during COVID there. Um, oh, he, he decided to make rum. 
uh, he got he's gotten into the booze game apparently, and here I got uh, Stanny's violent gentleman rum. He called it what did he call it? Uh, uh, punch up. Where's my bottle here? Oh, it's already I already put it in the fridge. But yes, yeah, so, so I have a bottle of rum from Kent Staniforth. So I'm I'm pretty pumped with that. I'm gonna uh, when my brother comes out to see the house here. I'm out in the deck. We'll uh, we'll have to crack we'll have to crack some Staniforth rum with. Uh, would throw some coke in there and we'll be good to go. So thank you very much to Kent Staniforth once again. Great guy. I hope to get him back on the show. Um, there's a, I, I want to do a WHL, maybe a season ticket with him with the WHL se- season. I think that'd be really cool. Um, but yeah, great dude. Once again, if you're ever in the Lloydminster area, the border city folks, and you need tires, seriously, go check, go to Fountain Tire. Tell, tell Stanny, tell him, uh, fourth line voice sent you. I don't know if that'll get you. Like I said, that might get you tossed out the back door. I'm not quite sure. But uh, Fountain Tire, Lloydminster. But, uh, you know, so we're on the march. We're making good time. That was about noon we were there. And uh, at that point, it's about two hours left to Edmonton. And, uh, yeah, we no problems. We rolled into the City of Champions there, Edmonton, Alberta, and uh, made our way to the... Uh, it's quite a drive, actually, when you come in from Saskatoon. you got to go all the way to Anthony Hendai there, That you know, that drive. Uh, to the River Creek Casino Hotel and Casino because we were because that's where the event was and we were also staying there. Um, yeah, rolled on in and uh, you know as we're as we're checking in, who do I? The first person I run into, AJ Galante. There we go. And uh, it was funny uh, leading up to that. Um, it was the day before him and I had been uh, on Twitter uh, DMing each other. And I had mentioned, uh, and he was very nice in the DM. He had thanked me for, uh, you know, some of the, for the, some of the, my promotion of the, sh- of Ice Wars and on face and having the guys in the show and, and all that stuff. And he asked me if, you know, if, oh, let me know. I'll, I'll send you the, uh, you know, the pay-per-view code or whatever. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm coming to it. Oh, he's like, no way. And he's like, well, let me know and I'll get you tickets. I'm like, I already got tickets. Uh, and, uh, you know, and he's like, oh, okay. So, you know, great and whatever. And, uh. Uh, so when I saw him in the lobby, you know, introduced myself and told, oh, I'm fourth line boys. Oh, hey, man. And, you know, and uh, talked to him for a few minutes. And, uh, yeah, re- really nice guy, really engaging. And, uh, you know, he, he was, you know, um, you could just tell he was, I mean, obviously, you know, he, he had so much going on that day, obviously, and running around and talking to this person and that person and making sure this is set up and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, you know, when you're the, the, well, when it's your show, right? I mean, you know, everyone's pulling them in a thousand different directions. So I certainly didn't uh, didn't expect him to stand there and have a you know forty five minute conversation with 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 me or anything. But no, uh, like I said, talked to my wife and I for a few minutes, and uh, you know, really good dude. And uh, you know, it it was so uh, that was cool. So yeah, we went up to the room and checked in, and uh, nice place, and uh, you know, pretty high, pretty high end. I mean, it was you know, it's a really nice hotel and casino and. Uh, you know, I know the ro- expensive rooms, a few bucks, but it was like, hey, it was worth it to be right there at the event. And, because that was the thing. I wasn't quite sure, you know, at the end, of, like uh, at the end of the night when the event was done. I mean, I kind of expected to have a few beers with the boys and stuff and didn't know how many I was going to have or what was going to happen. So uh, uh, kind of I just wanted to stay. We want to I wanted to stay at the venue. So I'm um, going to have to drive and all that stuff and worry about rides and blah, blah, blah. So um you know, my wife certainly, well, she wasn't coming to the event. So, uh, you know, she's just like, I, I got to go do some shopping and, you know, go play in the casino and 
I'll meet you back in the room later tonight or whatever. You know, you're on your own. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, we headed down to the, actually, and then, um, Chris Graff, again, another, another friend of the show. Of course, he's been on the show. Again, legendary WHL tough guy. Um, him and his wife, Sal, they, they met us, uh, uh, in the, in the hotel, in the bar, uh, for drinks. And, and the four of us sat down and, uh, we were there for about an hour and a half, just having a few drinks and talking, having a good time. It was great to see them again. And, um, and who, who shows up? Cade McNeely and his, and his girlfriend. So it was, it was nice to, to finally meet him. And I've talked to him privately, of course, but it was nice to meet him in person. And they sat down and, and, uh, like I said, we all sat there for about an hour, hour and a half, bullshitted and, Cade and I were, you know, uh, you know, just talking fights and stuff. And, you know, get, like I said, nice kid, uh, big kid, man. Um, you know, uh, like tall, lanky. Yeah. And I know he was, uh, he was, he was coming to the event obviously. And, and, uh, you know, there was some talk that he was going to go in it. I know he wanted to be in it, but I think the agent kind of said, no, don't do it, you know, or whatever. But, uh, you know, but I know he had, he had made, uh, inquiries about going in it. But, um, but he, of course he was in town. He wanted to check it out and I was really hoping Sean Legault would be there, but, uh, apparently he, he kind of went, he went out of town at the, at the last minute, but, uh, yeah, so that was unfortunate because I was, I was kind of really hoping to get to meet him because him and Chris Graff are friends and whatever, and they were, they were supposed to come to the event, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, but after that, uh, I, you know, ran into Curtis Swanson. He was heading up to the room, up to his room and, uh, uh, you know, kind of getting mentally in that headspace to get ready to go. And, uh, so talked to him briefly and, and Bo Cornell, I ran into him and Swanee and the, by the elevators there. So we were talking to them for a little bit and, uh, yeah, after that, it was, you know, it was about five thirty, six o'clock and the, you know, an hour or so before the event. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, see what's going on. And like I said, uh, I don't know, I, Graffer, the boys are supposed to come with me, but they kind of pulled the shoot. So I was sort of, I was left on a solo mission. So it was like, well, whatever, I'll, I'll go in here and see what's going on. So, uh, yeah, walked in and, uh, yeah, like I said, started bumping into people, Dean Mayrad, stuff like introduced myself to Dean. Like I said, I obviously I've I'd had Dean on my show a bunch of times, talked to him through messenger, blah, 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 but I've never met him face to face before. So finally got to do that. So talked to him for a while, um, you know, said hello to Brad Wingfeld. Um, yeah, talked to a few guys. And, um, yeah, and then after that, it was like, it was event time. And it was, uh, and I, you know, and I, I was lucky enough, thank you to Curtis Swanson for uh, for getting me tickets. And, uh, yeah, so I had the the I had the, the front row, uh, you know, ringside uh, tickets. And uh, I, I was sitting in the Amesbury section. Uh, yeah, old, uh, Daniel Amesbury and his entourage, uh, they, they came, they were all wearing Amesbury shirts and, uh, geez, I don't know, I think there was about a dozen of them or so. And, uh, they, they were all drinking it up and having a good time and uh, hooting and hollering and, uh, yeah, they were, they were ready for the event and, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of surreal to go in there and, uh, you know, um, you know, you see the octagon set up in the middle and, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty wild and you see all the, the, I haven't had a chance to uh, to watch the event on, on the pay-per-view feed yet, so I, I'd like to see how it played out on TV, uh, how it looked. Um, like I said, it was pretty, it was kind of, it's just, it was kind of a blur to be there live, to be completely honest. Um, 
I know the crowd. The crowd wasn't very big. I, I'm sure. I don't know how many people they were. They I don't know three or four hundred, maybe, maybe three hundred. Um, but um, but the building wasn't like it wasn't like oh they were in some massive ten thousand seat arena or anything like that. Normally it's just um, like it's a smaller venue for for concerts and that type of thing. So I don't know what it normally holds, but um, I mean obviously with the ring in the middle and it was a whole different setup usually because you know the stage is at the one end you know, normally and then you got you know seats all the way to the back, right? Well, this when it's in the middle and everything's sort of around it and it's in a in an octagon, well, you kind of set the seats up accordingly, and then of course you had all the can add the cameras for the pay per view and all that stuff, um, you know, in the announcer's desk and blah blah blah. I mean, so yeah, so it was a whole different normal setup than normal, but um, yeah, so I'm not quite sure what uh, like how many seats were available. I didn't ask, but uh, there was some empty ones for sure. Um, but like the first bunch of rows all over were full up and. Uh, and uh but the crowd was hot like they were loud they were loud and it was lively and uh it was a scene man and uh yeah people were amped up for it and uh yeah i sat beside a few a few few characters and uh like i said i was sort of i was sort of right in the Amesbury entourage so um you know those guys were kind of funny to listen to all night right and yelling and screaming um but yeah for, for that that first fight with just the smoke and uh they started off strong, and uh, and and the young guy he, he won her, and uh, yeah, actually he ended up him and he was sitting with his friends. They were a row across from me later on in the event, and uh, you know I, I congratulated him and kind of gave him a business card and said I'd, I'd like to get you in the show if you're listening, Justice. We'll definitely uh, I'll, I'll send you a message here shortly, and uh, I'll, I'll have you on because I want to hear what your your take on the event was. And uh, but yeah, he won his bout, and, um, and then after that, yeah, it was. Uh, you know, got got going. It, it was it was it was funny. Everything was just sort of uh, sort of in a blur because at the same time, I'm as I'm sitting there, I'm getting a ton of text messages from Alec and Jay and Searson and you know and 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 Napes and on all the get my brother and uh, you know from everybody. My phone's just blowing up as the event's going on. Doc and Chris and I mean, you guys are all watching it, right? And so we're kind of going back <coughs> back and forth about what's going on and. And at the same time, I'm like, well, I would, uh, I'd film every once in a while. And I will tell you now, if anybody's on Facebook and you're watching, I, I would upload them to Facebook as I was sitting there. So it was all live while the event was going on. Um, <laughs> I had some people complain about my camera work. Believe me. Uh, yeah, uh, that was, that was, li- uh, I was sitting here thinking that was, that, as far as I know, that is literally the first time I've ever shot video on my phone. I, I don't ever, I don't make TikTok video. Like, I don't do that shit on my phone. I don't take selfies and all that shit. So, uh, yeah, I, my, I could tell you my camera game, <laughs> my filming game was not strong. I will say that. And, uh, but at the same time, I'm trying to be like aware of the people behind me. Like, I didn't want to just be standing up and blocking everybody's view and everything else. So I was kind of being like, trying to, hold my camera above other people and stuff like that and whatever. And, uh, because it was like the, the entourage had sort of moved in front of me and I was sort of in the first, second row, middle kind of, you know, it, it was weird how once it was, once the event got going and there was like empty, like there was some pretty good empty seats, 
people were like moving around, right? It almost became like festival seating. Like no one was like sitting where they were assigned, right? So I was sort of up and kind of moving around a little bit. And when I came back, kind of the front row was sort of taken over. So I was sort of sitting first row, second row-ish in there right at the end. And so basically I would stand up in the aisle way and film. And uh, like I said, I didn't want to block people's views and stuff like that. So, but my, my filming was not very strong, but, and I wasn't going to film the whole event or the whole fight. That's, it was on pay-per-view. If you want, that was my, and I said this on Facebook, if you want to see the fight, cause I had a bunch of people, why are you cutting the fight off? And it, cause I'd show like the first bunch of punches and then I would cut the video off. Um, I was like, if you want to go seriously, go spend the $20 on fight TV and buy the pay-per-view. Stop being cheap. I'm not going to upload the entire fight so you could sit there for free and watch it. Like, buck up, pay the, pay the $20, support the event. I'll give you a teaser of what's going on. And I sort of, like, would film the crowd and the ring girl, you know, whatever. And, and just sort of, so people were getting the vibe. Because getting the vibe of it and what was happening. That was what I was doing with my filming. Yeah, I filmed some of the fights and stuff. But I would film, like I said, 10, 15, 20 seconds of the fight. Um, I think in the final, I filmed the re- the first round, and uh, but I didn't put it up until yesterday. Um, yeah, like I said, buy the event. That was what I was telling people. It's $20, support the event. I'm not giving it to you for free. I'm not going to do it for free. And I wouldn't do that to AJ, and I wouldn't do that to the event. Cause that's, that's, to me, that's greasy, and I wasn't going to do that. I'll give you a taste of what's going on and whatever, but buy the event. So for those that were bitching at me about not putting up the whole fights, that's why I didn't do it. Um, but yeah, but like I said, the whole event went, uh, it was fun. It was fun to be a part of. Um, I, I, it would have been fun to go with a whole bunch of guys. Like I wish Alec and Jay and all them could have made the trip and it would have been fun to go three, four five deep to that. It would have been pretty cool. Um, you know, to sit there and take it in with other fight fans. Um, Nonetheless, I was, you know, it was too bad my, my date ditched me. Um, but, uh, yeah, cause I was hoping to go with a couple dudes, but, uh, uh, you know, that didn't work out. But, uh, but I still had fun. Like I said, mingled, uh, talked to people. Um, it was really cool to meet, um, just fellow, fellow fans. Um, and that, and that was, it was really flattering. I met a couple of them and, you know, we got to talking and, and they, and they told me they heard of the, they listened to my show and, and that was, that was cool to hear. And, uh, and I appreciate those, appreciate you guys coming up and saying that. And, uh, that was fun. And, uh, yeah, like I said, the event went really great. Daniel Ainsbury was claimed, uh, you know, he, he beat Justin Sawyer in the final and, uh, they put on a great show and, um, everybody did. And like I said, and I, I, I said, I said the same thing on Facebook. Um, Hey, hats off to all the guys that competed. Um, you put it out there. Um, you should be proud of it. Uh, takes balls, man, guts, those guys. And they went and did it. And, uh, not just the guys that were in the tournament, but the, the preliminary round fights or whatever you want to call them. The, the one-off fights, um, Patty Whack, Jawbreaker, Bo Cornell, those guys, um, yeah, you guys did great. And, uh, like I said, nothing but respect for everybody involved. Um, it, it, it was cool, man. It was an event. And, um, and then afterwards, um, you know, uh, you know, a bunch of the guys went to the, went to the, the, the hotel bar. 
uh, the casino bar. So I sat there with Dean Mayrad and Curtis Swanson and drank some beers and, uh, just bullshitted about the event. And, uh, and it was, and it was cool. And, um, uh, that's where I also met, uh, well, I met AJ again. He came by and actually saw me and came over and shook my hand and asked me what I thought of the event. And, you know, we talked about a few things and, uh, you know, he, he was jazzed up for it. And I think, uh, I mean, as the organizer, you, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, and it's the first one. So there's, there, you know, I'm sure there was some kinks and some issues that there always will be with these events and, and being the first one, you're going to have a few speed bumps, but, uh, I think overall from what I could see, um, I don't know. It went, it went fine. Um, of course at the end of the event, well, and that was the thing there, all the, obviously the fights were all judged. And the judges were John Morasti, Brad Wingfeld, and Dean Mayrat. And um, and then when the event was done, after they, when they were, uh, you know, uh, they named Amesbury the, the champ. They're putting the crown on him and everything else. Well, just like a good old UFC, right? You got to get the storyline. Uh, John Morasti, of course, came out and uh, congratulated Amesbury. But then also challenged him at the next Ice Wars. Ice Wars 2. Uh, <coughs> of course, Morasti said he's going to come for the crown. So... Um, that, that was pretty cool. A little bit of business, but, uh, that'd be interesting. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, unfortunately that night I wasn't able to actually talk to John. I, I ran into John at, uh, at checkout the next day and we kind of, we uh, stood off in the lobby for about, uh, 15 minutes and had a chat and uh, it was good to catch up with him. Um, I told him again, we'll have to get him back on the show to talk about Shorzy. Of course, uh, I hear it's the number one show in Canada right now. It's doing really well on, on Grave TV. Definitely Shorzy is he's, he's him and, uh, Terry Ryan and Brandon Nolan and those guys are on the, uh, this, it's a spinoff of Letterkenny, the TV show. And I congratulated him on that. And, uh, and, and that was really cool to see him on the, on the screen. Big, he's a big TV star now, but, uh, no, we just talked about the event and, uh, and, and, and all that. And it, it was fun to catch up with John. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was just really fun. And I, you know, I, I want to thank, uh, you know, AJ and, uh, uh, met Lindsay Baldwin. She was uh, one of the, the reps for the show. She's very nice. Um, she's very complimentary of, of, of what I was doing with the show. And, uh, she thanked me for doing, uh, you know, some publicity for the show and 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 getting the word out there on the event and all that and so that was you know very nice of her um you know like i said all the guys and that's the one thing guys i'll i'll tell you this um it was fun to be there and hang out with like swan i was there to support swanson right he's my friend and you know that's what i was going for you know i always get hashtag team swanson and and he he did great swanee did great um, you know, I had the, had the battle with LaFrance, that LaFrance dude's just jacked, man, man, is that guy big? Um, they had a great fight, uh, in the first round. And then I think Swanee had a great fight with Justin Sawyer in the second round. And I know the judges were, I talked to them after and they were sweating that decision. That, that was a tough one. The decision between Sw- Swanee and Sawyer. I, I said, maybe the Homer in me, uh, I kind of, I kind of thought they should have given it to Swanson. But, uh, but, uh, Sawyer did a great job as well. I'm not knocking Justin at all. And, uh, you know, cause I, you know, like I said, though, I, I wanted to see all the cowboy in the final, but, uh, he did great, looked great. Uh, he was in there swinging. And like I said, that's, you know, that was a 10 year layoff for him. 10, you know, it's been a long time, uh, since he played, but, uh, he's been boxing for a year. No, he did great. And, uh, all the guys did good. And, um, 
so yeah, so it was fun to, like I said, just to, to meet all those guys. And, and that's the one thing I will say, I have the podcast and I yell and rant and rave on here and everything else. But, um, at the end of the day in person, I'm a, I'm a quiet person. I'm a laid back. I'm not a center of attention guy. I'm not a loud mouth and everybody noticed me or anything like that. So, um, you know, I'd respectfully go up to the guys and introduce myself and, and that type of thing. But other than that, I kind of hung back. Like there's a few guys I didn't, like I, I looked over and like I saw Tippin and those guys, but they were, they were always engaged talking with people and stuff. And I wasn't going to go over there and bother them. And like I said, that's, I'm, I'm outside of their world. Right. So I, I wasn't going to bother the guys and, and, uh, you know, when they're, you know, when they're engaged with people and stuff. So, um, you know, if they had a free moment and I saw him kind of stand off to the side, I'd go over and introduce myself. But other than that, I wasn't going to, you know, barge in and I'm, I'm not that guy. So I wasn't going to be, uh, the whole bar wasn't going to notice me and I wasn't going to walk around a fourth line voice gear and, you know, whatever, look at me and all this stuff. That's not my style. I'm not, I'm not that guy. And, uh, but I was happy to, you know, the conversations I had and the people I met and, uh, and, and I want to thank, thank those people that, you know, that I talked to and, uh, and that had kind words to say about the show. Um, that was really cool that, you know, when you meet people and you start talking to them, they're like, Oh yeah, you're the fourth line voice guy. And, Oh, I listened to this episode or that, that, that was really cool and very humbling. And, uh, I, you know, thank you for listening. And, um, yeah, and it was just, it was just a really fun, um, it was just a really fun night. Um, you know, um, it is what it is and, uh, you know, it's, it's different. Um, I, I hope AJ did well with it. I, I, you know, it'd be interesting to know what the pay-per-view buys were. Hopefully it did well. Um, again, it's the first one. There's some hiccups, of course. Like I said, I haven't seen the, the broadcast version, so I, I'm not sure how it turned out on pay-per-view, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It was fun. And like I said, it was, it was cool to meet a lot of the guys and, and talk to people and, uh, just sort of network and handed out my business card to a few folks and talked and invited them on the show. And hopefully we can get a, I can get a few guys and, and, um, and like I said, I met a few people that listened to the show and hopefully some new listeners, uh, you know, after talking to people, uh, talk there. So, but no, it was just a real fun event to go to. And, um, you know, um, you know, hopefully, uh, my promotion of it, uh, before the, before it happened, leading up to it, a few weeks leading up to it, you know, and online. And, uh, I, I hope it, it led to a few buys and, uh, you know, um, because then it worked and, uh, yeah, like I said, I went there as a fan and it wasn't, uh, I didn't, I, you know, I, I, I didn't ask for anything for free. I, I did it as, as a fan and I did the promotion for the, for the event as a fan. And that's why I did it. It wasn't to, to get benefit me somehow or to get something out of it or, you know, or anything like that. It was, uh, you know, I'm a fan just like everybody else that bought the event and tuned in or showed up and bought a ticket. Um, I wanted to be there in person. I was able to go and, uh, yeah, support the event, and I believed in the event, and uh, and I wanted to, and I will promote. And if they have another one, I will do the same thing, and 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 try to get the fighters on and talk to them and preview it and uh, and promote it as best I can because I am a fan of it. I am a hockey fight fan, and uh, yeah, and and that and that's that's why I did it on my show, and that's why I talked about it for nothing for for no other reason uh, that. 
other than being a fan. And I was saying that to AJ and to, and to Lindsay. And, uh, that's why I did it. It was not, well, I didn't get anything out of this. And that wasn't why I was doing it. Um, it was just, um, you know, and I wasn't ho- hooking my, attaching my wagon to, oh, cause it was the flavor of the week. And, you know, and I'm, I'm doing this to get, you know, more likes or, you know, some social media, whatever. Um, you know, cause I think some people just attach themselves to it. They don't, it's not that they're fans of it or believe in it or, or care about it. It's just, what can this do for me? You know, and, um, whatever. I saw some of that and, you know, I'm not, whatever. I'm not, it's not what this is about. I'm not calling people out on it or whatever, but yeah, I mean, I think everybody kind of could figure out, you know, who's, who's legit and who's pretending about it and, you know, whatever. Kate and I had a laugh about it anyway, but, uh, you know, uh, you could tell and, uh, and that's fine, whatever. I just, you know, um, like I said, I, I did it from the heart and all my promotion of it was for the guys and to have them on and talk about it and hear their stories and how they're preparing. And like I said, it was, none of it was for, for anything other than being a fan. And, um, and I want to thank everybody that like listened to the, or followed my feed on Facebook and was, and were, and was sending me messages and, and all that. And, uh, and kind of blowing it up around social media. Um, you know, I was trying to keep you guys informed and, and like I said, with the videos, it was to give you guys a feel of what was it like there. And cause I was get that. What's the environment? What's it like? What's the environment like and everything. And that's what I was trying to capture with the videos and stuff. And, uh, you know, I hope I did that anyway, and a little bit of a taste of it. Um, yeah, I tell you, the crowd was getting rowdy, you know, because the beers were flying, because there's a bar in there and stuff, and the beers were flying, and um, yeah, there was a couple, uh, when their judges were making decisions, it was funny, I was sitting beside a couple of ladies there, and they, she, the one leaned over to me, and she's like, yeah, if they don't, I like I say, but if, if they don't pick him, there's going to be a goddamn riot in here, and I was like, yeah, I know, you know, <laughs> get ready to duck. But they picked the right they they picked the right guy according to the crowd anyway. But uh, I can tell you, Daniel Amesbury and Swanee were were definitely the crowd favorites. Um, it was funny the one guy was in front of me. You know, he had he wasn't feeling any pain. Uh, I think he might have been the drunkest guy in Western Canada. But uh, he kept turning around to me and he's like, "You know what? This cowboy guy's legit." I'm like, well, "Yeah, I know. Yeah, he, he's got about 200 fights in the LNAH." Uh, like, but like they didn't know who Swanson, like I'm not, not, I'm not knocking Curtis Swanson or anything like that, of course, but yeah, it was just a young guy. And I mean, obviously he didn't want, you know, he's not familiar with 2005, 2006 Laval Chiefs, right? But he's just like, cause they're acting like Swanson just came out of the parking lot and started fighting guys. It's like, you know, he fought like all the judge, you know, all the judges that you were saying that you were just yelling legendary about like 10 minutes ago. Well, he fought all those guys. So <laughs> Yeah. He's kind of done this before. Yeah, he's not just some guy out of the, you know, they didn't just go get the forklift operator from the Costco across the street. <laughs> but, uh, they were all, they quickly all became cowboy fans as the event went on. So, uh, no, that was cool to see. And, uh, I was there. I have my knuckle busters hat on. I was supporting Team Swanson wholeheartedly. And, um, and like I said, I went as a fan. I did this. I've always done this show as a fan. And I promoted as a fan. And, um, yeah. And again, AJ, Lindsay, thank you very much, um, for, well, and thank you for AJ for putting it on, man. 
like I said, for 2022 to pull it off, like I know when he first started talking about it, I was kind of like, yeah, right, sure, this will happen. Yeah. And there I was a few months later, I'm actually sitting, you know, ringside at the actual event. So, um, yeah, I'm going to tell you, I never thought it would happen, folks. I can tell you that, to be completely honest. I never thought this event, I never thought I'd see a hockey, because I can remember the first one in Prince George. And I never thought it would happen again. And then it happened in Finland, you know, six years after that. And then I thought for sure in today's hockey climate, with the way fighting's viewed, there's no way there'll be a fight tournament. Sure enough, here we are. And there I was at it. So, um, no, I, I hope it continues. I, I, I really do. And I hope there's a second one. And I hope, uh, you know, I, of course, I'd love it for it to be in Edmonton again so I could go to it again. But, I, I really hope it's, you know, down in this, maybe in Philly or New Jersey or something where, you know, they, you know, uh, you know, a bigger market and, you know, and, and the fans down there can experience it like I did here. And, um, yeah, I think that would be really cool. And I hope it continues. And, uh, I really hope you guys listening <clears throat> and the regular listeners out there, I hope you bought the pay per view and supported it. And, um, yeah, it was cool, man. Yeah, so like I said, the next day we're, we, uh, because I tell you, because I can tell you that, that hotel was a little pricey. So, uh, yeah, on, on my, uh, you know, truck garbage truck driving ass, it was, uh, you know, we, che- we, we quickly checked out and hit the, hit the Radisson for half the price, uh, down the street, uh, for, for Sunday. But, um, yeah, so like I said, ran into John when we were checking out Morasty there and, Talked to him for a while and then had a really great steak and eggs uh, in the casino, in the restaurant there. It was tremendous. And, uh, yeah, off we went. Did some shopping and everything else. And, um, of course, the, well, of course, Edmonton is just going crazy because, of course, Battle of Alberta, right? Playoff fever uh, is hit Edmonton everywhere you went. Oilers, everything. And, uh, of course, and then obviously they're playing the Flames, which amps it up even more. So the city was rocking. Oh, it was busy. Cars everywhere. People everywhere. And of course we went to, yeah, you gotta go to West Edmonton Mall, eh, you know, whatever. But it was super busy. And, uh, um, but then the really cool thing, we, uh, later that night hit the casino downtown. Uh, I believe it's called Pure. Is that the name of the casino? Downtown Edmonton one in Strathcona? Pure, I believe it's called. Um, anyway, we're, wife's sitting there kind of playing, you know, not doing too well, whatever. I'm sort of wandering around and, uh, over in the corner, I spy the Western Canadian folks will know what I'm talking about way over on the back wall. You remember the old VLT? I mean, they still have VLT machines and all the bars and stuff, but remember the real old ones and remember the game bonus five line. All my American listeners have no idea what I'm talking about, but in Western Canada, the VLT machines that they have in the bars and stuff, they've, ch- they've changed over time, a few different versions here and there. But the original VLT machines had like this game called, they had, but they had like eight games on them, but one of them was called Bonus Five Line, and I love that game. What do I see in the back wall of this dingy little casino is these original machines. I'm like, oh my God, I gotta go play this. So I went down, sat down. Folks, I'm telling you, the old classics always come through. $750 win later in about five minutes. Boom. Paid for the trip. So there we go. I paid for the hotel, paid for the gas, and all thanks to the old bonus five. I put twenty bucks in, bang, hit it, and uh, and it, and it spit out a couple tickets. Hit a few, hit a few wins. Yeah, I got bells on my five line. People that know the game will know what I'm talking about. 
But uh, yeah, so that was really fun. So that was a hell of a way to end the trip, uh, to basically pay for the trip, which was a lot of fun. So that was really cool. So I got to see the Ice Wars, got to meet a bunch of really cool people, taking a really unique event, and uh, and it was all paid for with casino winnings. So that was that was a lot of fun. So that was, uh, you know, and of course, Monday, as we were heading out of town, had to do it, boys. I know, the IKEA. My wife loves IKEA, so... It actually wasn't too bad. We were we were actually weren't in there for very long, but she got the desk she wanted for the spare room, and uh, a few buckets for a few of these plastic bucket deals for for a classroom. And we were on the road, and we uh, got back here into town at about seven o'clock last night. So um, it was a it was a great uh, set of a whirlwind three days, and uh, like I said, it was a it was a lot of fun, and um, I, I was really glad I went and. Um, yeah, I didn't know what to expect from the event. To be completely honest, I didn't expect much from the event. I, I thought it would, I did not that I didn't think it was going to be any good, but I was just kind of, you know, you, you just don't know, right? Because it's such a unique thing. Like, what do you compare it to? You know, like, really? So, uh, but uh, to be there live was something. And, uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, some of the things I want to, you know, I know I've been going on here for about an hour and, uh you know, I'll, I won't go too much longer, but um, I know with with anything, there's got to be people that hate on it and shit talk it and whatever, and that's fine. I mean, it's 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 certainly the event isn't for everyone, and I get it. Um, but most of the time, I kind of expect that hate from like millennial fans or like you know nerdy hockey fans or out you know people that you know, whatever, outsiders or whatever that look at it like, oh, yeah, you know. I expect it from them. But when it's fight fans saying it in fight groups and stuff, it's sort of disheartening. Because, I don't, I don't know, it's just, like like I said, like we all grew up with the fights and the Proberts and the Brubies and the Twists or the Jonathans and the O'Reillys and all that. Yeah, and we're all big, you know, we're all fight fans and we appreciate the old school hockey and all that. This event isn't that. And I see these guys trying to like compare the two and they're, oh, that, that's so disrespectful to the enforcers of days gone by. It's like, what are you talking about? This is, one is not the same as the other. Like this has not, like you guys are sitting there talking like this is, you know, you're comparing, you're comparing Ice Wars to like the 72 Summit series or something. Like, what are you talking about? Like the one guy goes, well, I like when fights mean something. And they have a purpose. Well, yeah, no, these fights had a purpose, motherfucker. It was to win 15 grand. That was the purpose. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what do, you know, and it's like, like, do you think, like, with the, the bar stool, the rough and rowdy pay-per-views, and, like, the old, the old time tough man contests that have been going on since the carnival days of the, of, of way back when, like, do you think, uh, you know, do you watch a tough, do you watch the rough and rowdy barstool pay-per-view and then say, oh, that's a disgrace and to Muhammad Ali and Joe Fraser and Mike Tyson and Floyd Mayweather and all the great pugilists before that? What do you know? No one does that. No one's comparing tough man contests to, you know, friggin' uh, Arturo Gotti and Mickey Ward or anything. You know, like, 
so why are you comparing Ice Wars to like Jonathan and Bouchard and you know all these legend Probert and Crowder and all these legendary fights? Like, I, like it, it has nothing to do with each other. Like it, it's just a it's just a unique event that's uh, that happens to be on ice and it's about fight. You know, and like I said, if it's not your deal, that's that's fine. But I don't know why, as fight fans, you have to shit on it and whatever, and act like it's some big disrespectful to the to the to the honorable warriors that came that have battled on the ice, it's whatever horse shit that you fantasy land bullshit that you that you conjure up in these fight groups, you know. And I know you're listening. You know what I'm talking about you. Like it's just like, dude, I what are you talking about? Like. Like I, you know, and then there, like I said, there's a few people that made some snide comments about it and stuff. And I don't know, cause you didn't get anything free out of the event. Is that why you were mad about it? Like, I don't know. It was just like, I get like, it's like anything, I guess there's haters for no reason. Like, I don't know. Like I said, if you don't like the event or you, you, you think it's the old Billy or Carney or it, yeah. Is it Carney? Yeah. It, I, I said it was like. MMA plus hockey plus like monster trucks equals demolition derby. Like it was like hillbilly games, you know, whatever. I don't think did anybody compare, was anybody comparing it to the, to hockey? Like, no. So I I don't know what you're getting your, you know, hair up for. Like it has nothing to do with disrespecting, the enforcers of the past, like, okay, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I don't know where people were making that comparison, it just seemed, you know, whatever, but I guess they have to, felt like they had to shit on something about it, I guess, you know, like, we get it, you didn't order the pay-per-view, okay, then don't, no one's forcing you to, like, as I was posting on Facebook, there's guys, like, shit-talking it, well, no one's forcing you to, like, watch my videos or read the feed, like, you can leave, like, I don't know why you, like, everyone else in this thing is having a good time talking about it, I don't know why you need to feel the need to come in and shit all over it, but, you know, whatever, I guess some people need to, okay, but, you know, but no, comparing that to, to hockey or to, you know, like I said, to Twist and Ray or something or, you know, whatever, let, you know, Ben Wilson and Gillies or whatever big Matt historic fight that you have in your mind you know like no one said you know the, you know the welder fighting the the forklift operator is the same as Bouchard Jonathan like no one's ever said that so I don't know why you're trying to compare the two but anyway so it was too bad to, and like to, like I said I expected to hear that from like the writers of the hockey news and and you know and people like some bloggers whining online about it, but when you're in a hockey fight group, like you're in the enforcer appreciation group and supposed fight fans are shitting all over it, that's a little disheartening. Not surprised, but a little disheartening. Like I said, you know, it, it, I'm, I've come to the conclusion these days, like I've always said, no, apparently no one hates fighting more than fight fans, apparently. Because I don't know, they shit on Reeves, they shit on Lucic, they shit on this Ice Wars. Uh, you don't like anything. So I, I, I don't know what you like. But you can, or else you can just sit there and play your 70s fight tapes and pine for the old days. I mean, 
you know, hey, I do too, but I mean, I, you know, even I can, in my bitter old ways, can, can manage to see some, some sunlight with some guys, some sunshine with a few guys, not many anymore, but the Cade McNeely's and, you know, Daniel Amesbury's and Swanson's of the world, give me some hope, you know, there's a few, few tough guys left anyway. But anyway, um, yeah, th- that's it. And that's the, that was the event. And that was my Ice Wars, uh, summary. And, uh, like I said, I hope the event did well for AJ and those involved. And I, I really hope to see a second one. And I'm interested to see, uh, you know, now, now that maybe guys that were thinking about going in this one, but kind of were like, eh, we'll see. Hopefully they saw it and make their minds up. I, I'm not going to throw out any names. I talked to people and there was some names bantied about. Um, I'm not going to throw them out here, but it'll be interesting. Who knows? I mean, you know, a lot of time until the next one. So if there is a next one, so we'll see what happens. But uh, congratulations to Daniel Amesbury uh, to be the first ever Ice Wars champion. And uh, he put on a hell of a show. And uh, I hope and I talked to him uh, today privately and uh Hopefully get him on the show here in a week or two and uh, let him unwind and stuff first. And, uh, you know, but I'm going to get him not only just talk about the event, but of course his career as well. And, uh, you know, cause you know, you know played in the minors for a while and he'll have some stories and, um, yeah, hopefully to get him on and, um, talk to, uh, Justice Smoke, like I said, at the event and hoping to get him on here, get his feelings and, uh, yeah. And, uh, maybe I, well, you know, of course I'm sure he needs a much needed break, but uh, I'd like to get AJ on and see just at you know after after the smoke clears and uh, you know what his thoughts are going forward. So you know there'll be some more ice war ice wars talk here in the in the near future. But uh, you know as we said the 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 hockey fight world rolls on here and this this show will roll on to hopefully I've I've uh, I can get you a few guests. I, obviously I didn't have enough time here in the last couple of days to have a guest, but so but the whole plan was to do the review of the show and. Ice Wars show and that what have you, but uh, no, other than that, um, it's been like I said, it's been an interesting last couple of weeks. It was an interesting day today. I, you know, I, I don't know if it's the heat or people are going crazy, or you know, I had a I, there's a bunch of trolls around. Um, I, I, I don't know who this again, I don't know who this Howard Kinsel guy is. Uh, the warrior he calls him, I don't know what his deal is. He's talking shit about me. And I, I sent him a bit. I, dude, I don't know who you are. I've never talked about you. I don't know what, who you are, but apparently he's angry at me about something. And I sent him a message and asked him what his problem was. And he mouthed off and I rambled nonsense and gibberish. And I have no idea what he's talking about. So dude, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what your deal is. Whatever. Um, you know, like I said, I, I I tried to talk to you like a man, and and you want to talk gibberish and childish and it's some alter ego. It's like, dude, aren't you like you look like you're about seventy years old and you're trolling social media? Like it's kind of embarrassing. And I'm like, I, you know, you keep saying I'm a nobody. You're talking about me. I'm not talking about you. I don't I don't know who you are. So I'm I I don't I don't know who you are. I've never talked about. I don't know. So I don't know what, why you keep your, I'm an idiot and I suck and what my show's brutal and, oh, okay. I, whatever. I, I don't know who you are, man. 
So I don't I don't know what your problem is with me, but okay, whatever. Try I try talking to you like a man, but you want to hide like a coward. So you know whatever. I don't know, folks. It's crazy. I don't know. It's is it the the weather here, or you know? And like I said, there's been a few podcasts that have taken shots lately, and I I never said anything about them. I I don't know what. Do I, I got heat with people here? Apparently, I'm not. I never said anything about anybody, but I don't know. I apparently some people just feel the need. I, I like if you got a problem, come say something. I don't know. I you know, this is. I don't know. It's this this whole. Some of these guys that have podcasts and stuff, and they feel the need to run other shows down. Um, I, I don't know why, for what reason. Um, now, if like, hey, if that show said something about you or was talking shit or, okay, I get, you know, I'll, I get that. But just for no reason? Like, I, I don't know why shitting on others to, to prop yourself up, if you think that props your show up, it doesn't. Um, I've always said, let the quality of the work speak for itself. Make the, you know, that's your resume. Flapping your lips about other shows or shitting on other shows or to me it just shows insecurity. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't get it. And, uh, you know, and I, and I've seen it and they've shit talk Alex show my show or I, for what reason? Like I, I've never heard Alex say anything bad about another show. I've never called out a show on here or on social media. Like, and I, believe me, if I have a problem with you, I will come and tell you. I will send you the message and we'll we'll talk privately about whatever the issue happens to be. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to hide behind the keyboard or anything like that. You know, whatever. Like, I'm not, you know, if you have an issue, say it. Um, you know, so I don't know why. why and, I, and I've seen it a lot lately. Not just like about with my show, but I've seen other shows talking shit about things and it's just like why I mean it doesn't make you look any better and I mean like I said have your work speak for yourself speak for itself don't I don't know like this isn't wrestling like there's no need to put other people down like I don't know just do your do your own shit like what's the stay in your lane don't worry about what other people are doing like I don't know and like I said, I think the listeners, they, people know enough these days to, when they listen. I think they know when people are genuine and when people are fake and they're phony. And I think that comes through. And uh, the listeners can decide. And um, and like I said, I, I was humbled that and, and honored that people would listen to my, anytime anyone listens to my show. And I've, I've never said I'm a big show. I'm not comparing myself to spit and chip. I'm not on that level. I'll never be on that level or bar stool or anything. I know that. I'm, I never said I was. I'm, I'm just cruising along, doing what I'm doing. I enjoy what I'm doing. I talk to who I want to talk to and I talk about the things I want to talk about. I don't attach myself to anything that's trendy. I do what I want to do and, and, and put out the show that I want to put out. And if people listen, great. You know, big some some episodes do better than others. That's fine. I have a core group of, of listeners that I I appreciate, 
And I'm thankful that people listen. And I'm just humbly going about my thing. And this is just a hobby for me. And I enjoy talking to you guys. Like I said, I'm a fan. I went to this event as a fan. I, whatever, reported on this event as a fan. And, uh, and I, and for those that couldn't make it, I tried to be like their eyes and their, and their ears for them. And, and, you know, and, and hopefully I can, I conveyed that for everybody. And, uh, and I talked to the fighters and, uh, and I, like I said, when I talked to AJ and Lindsay and those guys and, um, I've, and I said before, I'm, I'm proud of this show and I'm proud of the product that I put out and I haven't sold out and, you know, I'm not chasing the flavor of the month just to, you know, gain more attention and look at me and likes and, you know, clout on social media, as the kids say. I don't care about any of that. I just do this because I'm a fan of it and I respect the guys and, uh, yeah. And it was, and that's, that's what this show is about. And it's talky fight. It's by a fight fan for the fight fan. That's, you know, that's what it is. It's, and that's all it's ever going to be. And, uh, like I said, I will proudly, uh, advertise my show and I had no problem going up and telling people about my show and, and like I said, I'm, I'm proud of the work that I put out and, uh, and to, to get the feedback from people and to hear that people are enjoying it and, and listen as it was out humbling it. And I can't say that enough. I know I've said it a bunch of times and I'm repeating myself at this point, but I, I, like I said, I've always said, I can't thank you guys enough for listening to this. And if this is your first time listening, cause you, you saw the, you saw my videos on Facebook or whatever, and this is your first time listening to the show. Thank you. I, I, I hope you stay. Um, I do two shows a week, Wednesday and Sunday. Uh, please check this is episode 211. Please check out my back catalog. I've interviewed McIntyre, Steve, Steve, uh, John Morasti, Steve McIntyre, um, you know, Joey Tedarenko, uh, Josh Mazer, Chris Graff, you know, Mike McWilliams, Zach Fitzgerald, Colt King, Paul Ferrone, on and on. I've interviewed fellow fight fans. Um, yeah, I've had, I've had Sawyer and Tippin and, Curtis Swanson on the show a bunch of times and um yeah Dean Mayrad great interview his first interview um you know all that stuff and uh I hope you go back and check it out Brad Wingfeld check out that interview that was before the Danbury documentary and everything yeah definitely check that out and yeah and like I said I'm proud of all my interviews I'll put my interviews up with every and I'm not saying it like arrogantly or anything but I'll put my interviews up with any show's interviews like I said, I, I research my stuff because I want to give you guys the best, the listener. There's so many shows out there, so much content that I, that if you're going to sit down and take the time out of your life and choose my show to listen to, I'm going to do the best that I can for your show. I'm going to research. I'm going to be informed. And so I ask the best questions to get the best answers, to get the best stories out of these guys. And you know, and again, it's from a fan. I want to hear these stories. So I'm trying to relay that to you guys, the listeners. And, um, you know, I'm never going to cheat you guys. So, yeah. So please, uh, you know, going forward, keep listening to the show. Uh, I'll keep, you know, we'll, we'll keep banging it out. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure some, obviously some episodes are better than others. Like I said, when you're doing two shows a week, um, you know, you're, you're trying trying here folks but you know i have a life too and it gets very busy but i will always do the best that i can do for you guys listening because like i said i know there's a million shows and every ex-player and their dog has got a show now and 
And yeah, I'm not going to, hey, if an X player, they got a lot bigger Rolodex than I have. And I'm sure they can get a lot better guests and, you know, not better guests, but you know what I'm saying. They can get big high profile name guests that I don't have access to. And that's fine. You know, hey, go for it. You know, all the, all the best to your show. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll be cruising over here in my lane, just rolling on. And, uh, you know, like I said, I think the product will speak for itself. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, like I said, this is your guys' show. So, uh, please, if you're listening to it and you want to get a hold of me, uh, get a hold of me on social media, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter as well as on Facebook. If you're not on social media, you're probably smarter than the rest of us. Like I said, so email me, hockeyfights at hotmail.com. Send me an email. <clears throat> Drop me a line, good, bad, or otherwise. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, guys, we'll keep rolling on. And, uh, as I said, check me out on social media as well as Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. I have over 2,700 videos. All the leagues are on there. Just type in a name, boom, it'll come up. Or whatever league, WHL, OHL, LNAH, NHL, whatever. I've got everything sorted, so just type it in, it'll come up. So, uh, yeah, guys, that, that was it. That's my wild weekend from Edmonton and the Ice Wars weekend. And it was a lot of fun. Again, I want to thank everybody that I talked to at the event. It was great meeting you guys. Um, it was a lot of fun. And like I said, I, as a fight fan, it was, it was a great night. It was a great weekend for me. I got to see, yeah, I got to see some great fights live. Got to meet and hang out with some really cool guys after and, uh, and get to meet them face to face after talking to them for so long on here. And, um, yeah, and I got to meet fellow fight fans. So it was a hell of a weekend. And I won a bunch of money to pay for the weekend. So how could I complain? You're not going to hear any complaints from this guy. And, uh, so it was a fun, it was a fun trip. So thanks everybody and, uh, who followed along on social media. And, uh, yeah, I hope you, uh, continue to listen to the show going forward. And, uh, yeah, I think we're gonna have a fun summer. So, uh, thank you everybody. And, uh, we'll talk, we will talk to you on Sunday. Thanks guys. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?